Good morning, everyone. Thank you for being here. I am pleased to be joined today by Mr. Todd Snow, a parent from Raymond, Alberta. Today, I am proud to share how Alberta's government is taking additional steps to reform the teaching profession's discipline processes to further ensure the education system is safe for students, their families, and teachers. Later today, I will be introducing Bill 15, the Education Reforming Teacher Profession Discipline Amendment Act into the legislature. Since I first took this office, my top priority has been our students, both ensuring that they get the best education possible and ensuring their safety. With this proposed legislation, we are building on the important work started with the Students First Act, which I brought forward this past fall. After 85 years under the current process, Bill 15 will create the Alberta Teaching Profession Commission and appoint a commissioner to oversee teacher and teacher leader conduct and competency complaints for the profession, regardless of where teachers are employed. The result of this bill will be to have one legislative structure to govern matters of discipline for the entire profession by one organization using a consistent, effective, and efficient process. This new proposed approach for teacher professionalism will bring Alberta in line with comparable provinces and professions, such as nurses and social workers, where an arm's length organization oversees disciplinary matters. This new model would not impact the Alberta Teachers Association or the College of Alberta School Superintendents or their role in professional development or other member-focused advocacy or services. This model will also not impact the ATA's role as it pertains to collective bargaining. The ATA would have you believe that this is an attack on teachers. Nothing but nothing could be further from the truth. The fact is that most teachers, administrators, and superintendents will never experience this process, nor will most students or families. Our province is home to excellent, dedicated teaching professionals who want the very best for their students. That is why we are committed to strengthening the teaching profession and keeping students safe through improvements to transparency, accountability, and public assurance. At its core, this is about keeping students safe, which is something I know is of primary concern to members of the teaching profession. Concerns have been raised about the ATA playing both a union and a disciplinary role for its members, and the potential for conflicts of interest that can arise due to this dual role. I have heard this over and over again from current and former students, parents, teachers, and teacher leaders. This simply cannot continue. Bill 15 is the next step to build upon the Students First Act, which strengthened transparency, accountability, and safeguards for students, but did not change the underlying structure of the discipline process. By moving to a commissioner model, Bill 15, <coughs> pardon me, <clears throat> by moving to a commissioner model, Bill 15 balances the need for an impartial and fair process with government's desire to increase oversight to protect students and the public interest. We engaged with key stakeholders and education partners in February 
to hear their perspectives. This included meeting with the ATA, as well as other education partners and victim advocacy groups. Additionally, we are introducing new requirements to ensure key education stakeholders will be required to report to police when there may have been serious harm or a threat to student safety. This will enhance requirements already in place under the Child, Youth, and Family Enhancement Act. The online, reg <clears throat> pardon me, the online teacher registry established under the Students First Act will be further expanded. <clears throat> under Bill 15, it will make it publicly available, uh, pardon me, Bill 15 will make publicly available all hearing, appeal, and minister decisions where there is a finding of unprofessional conduct or professional incompetence. Bill 15 would balance the need for an impartial and fair process while ensuring greater transparency and accountability in addressing discipline matters in the teaching profession. As a former school board trustee and since becoming minister, I've heard heartbreaking stories of gross teacher misconduct. These situations have had devastating and long-lasting effects on students and their families. This bill is the culmination of work that I believe is long overdue to reform the discipline process. But of all, above all, above all, and I want to be very clear on this, above all, it is about student safety and putting students first. So with that, I thank you, and I will turn it over to Mr. Snow. Hello, my name is Todd Snow. I am a parent from Raymond, Alberta. I am pleased to be here today to speak in support of these changes. Unfortunately, my wife Lonnie and I have had first-hand experience navigating the Alberta Teachers Association discipline process after our daughter was a victim of, a, of professional misconduct by her teacher. This process for my family took five years. Five years for the ATA to investigate and complete a professional conduct hearing. Our family and many others have felt completely let down by the system that is supposed to be in place to protect our children. The process with the ATA represents a huge conflict of interest as they are both the union and the body responsible for adjudicating professional conduct hearings for their own union due paying members. This process needs to change. Regulated health professionals in Alberta have a regu regulatory body like the College of Physicians and Surgeons or the College of Pharmacy, whose primary function is to serve and protect the public's health and well-being. These colleges act totally separate from any professional association or union that advocates for the profession. Other provinces already have arm's length bodies separate from the teachers union in order to ensure an unbiased process. They have people working on this whose number one objective is to protect our students and make sure the process is fair for victims. I am so glad to see that Alberta is finally following suit. 
because we currently do not have an, or an organization with the sole responsibility to protect and to advocate for students. Another thing that I found disturbing was learning in December that the ATA felt they had no duty to report criminal acts involving children to the police because it might jeopardize their own hearing process. These are the people that are responsible for disciplining abusers. But thanks to this legislation, things will be changing. This legislation will now reaffirm and strengthen the duty to report to police as already set out in legislation under the Child, Youth and Family Enhan uh, Protect Enhancement Act. This change will further protect our children so neither the ATA nor school authorities can claim they didn't know they had to. This will protect our children. Thank you. And that concludes the formal portion of the news conference. The minister will now take questions from the media. We'll go to those reporters in the room first before we move to the phone lines. We'll take one question and one follow-up. Please state your name and media outlet. Sure. Shailan Skalski with CTV News Edmonton. Uh, going back to the motivation for this change, uh, do you believe the ATA is incapable of handling these cases fairly? And can you talk a little bit about some of the concerns that you were hearing from, as you mentioned, teachers and, or sorry, parents and students mm -hmm. in regards to the motivation for this? Well, as I said earlier, it, it, it's, um, it's a process that has been in existence for well over 80 years. Um, it, uh, you know, when we, what I hear from parents and students is that it's complicated um, depending on where you're employed. If you're employed um, in a public school, public Catholic or separate, then you have to go through the ATA process. If you're um, in a charter school, public charter school, an independent school, um, or a ECS or First Nations school, and you go through the registrar. Uh, the thing that I heard overwhelmingly is that um, there is a perceived bias um, when the union is, in fact, overseeing its discipline process of its members. Uh, when I look at uh, the motivation, my motivation is one system, one discipline system that will be the best for students, for their families, for the public interest, and ultimately for the teaching profession. I've also heard from uh, teachers and administrators that have found it uh, sometimes hard to navigate uh, because uh, they feared reprisals uh, from their own association. So they did not bring forward complaints or um, you know, moved in that direction. So this, again, will also empower teachers and administrators and principals to come forward because it will be one intake where um, they can go to uh, to lodge their complaint with the registrar. That registrar will determine, um, make sure that they are in fact a uh, teacher or teacher leader, that they have an active certificate, and will pass that on to an independent commissioner, an arm's length commissioner. As a follow-up, Todd spoke about uh, a five-year process in terms of what their family went through with their daughter. You talk of making this process more efficient. Are there going to be specific timelines laid out for each complaint launch that you will be adhering to? Yes, there are specific timelines. The commissioner, uh, upon receiving the complaint, has 30 days to assess that complaint, determine whether it needs to move forward um, <clears throat> to um, an investigation. And once it is turned over to an investigator, they have 30 days to start the investigation. So there are very distinct timelines. 
Thank you, and we'll now move to the phone line, seeing no other media questions in the room. Operator, could you please put through the first caller? Remember to state your name, media outlet, and keep it to one question and one follow-up. Johnson, Edmonton Journal. Hi, thanks for taking my question. Uh, Minister, you said that uh, this legislation would bring teachers discipline in line with other professions' disciplinary processes, mm-hmm. but... Uh, other professions, nurses, doctors, uh, the College of Physicians of Alberta, engineers, they don't have the government appoint a commissioner to oversee discipline. I'm, I'm wondering if you can explain why the government is involved in appointing this commissioner. Well, when we looked at jurisdictions right across Canada, they all had different uh, ways of approaching this. But we are an outlier in Alberta in that the ATA, the Alberta Teachers Association, the union, has the sole responsibility set out in, reg- in legislation to oversee their dis- their profession uh, in the disciplinary matters. Uh, when we looked at other jurisdictions across Canada, we really looked to, to find the best practices that were out there. BC does have a commissioner uh, as well as... Ontario and Saskatchewan, they don't have commissioners, but they have other arm's length approaches. And so we really look to balance, make sure that we took the best from across um, other jurisdictions that have been working well and uh, retain what is working well within Alberta, which is the registrar uh, having uh, discretion over top of the um, certification of teachers and teacher leaders in this province. And did you have a follow-up? Go ahead, Lisa. Yeah, I, I'm not entirely clear why the government should be appointing this commissioner, why you think it's necessary. But I'm also wondering, I mean, the obvious question here is, I mean, the UCP has sometimes used uh, rhetoric uh, that is unfavorable to the ATA and has, has talked about um, diminishing the the size and power of the ATA, is this union-busting? Absolutely not. Uh, There is a place for a union, and they will be able to retain their union uh, responsibilities, um, as well as the College of Alberta School Superintendents. They'll be able to um, retain their professional um, commitments to their members. This is about doing what's best for students and the profession as a whole. Um, as a parent, I, you know, as most people know, I have seven children. I have seven grandchildren. I've been involved in education for well over 30 years as a parent, as a school board trustee, and now as Minister of Education. The most heartbreaking part of my job uh, over the last three years is hearing and reading the stories of people, of victims as they cross my desk and knowing that there is a a better way to do things. And this is about making a better way for everyone um, out there. So I would say absolutely not. There is an absolute need for the Alberta Teachers Association to continue on with their union roles, but it is not in governing the discipline process. Thank you. Operator, could you please put through the next caller? Michelle Belfontaine, CBC. Michelle. Um, Hi, Minister. Thanks for taking my question. Um, I want to know um, how, I mean, your guest uh, indicated that it took five years for his family's complaint to get resolved. But So I'm wondering how this Alberta Teaching Profession Commissioner will speed up the process. And what kind of timelines uh, are you looking to for these cases to get resolved? 
Well, and, and perhaps you missed uh, the, the first question that was asked, and it was very much around timelines. So the commissioner, upon receiving a complaint, has 30 days to determine uh, what the next steps are going to be. Uh, then if it's actually going to go forward to a um, hearing, or sorry, to a uh, investigation, then that investigator then has an additional 30 days to, to start the process. And then it will evolve from there. Um, obviously, some cases are more complex than others, so there there may be different timelines as to when they will be resolved. But at the end of the day, there will be uh, timelines. And also the commissioner under this legislation will have to provide an annual report of the um, all of the cases that were uh, investigated and how they were resolved. And go ahead with your follow-up, Michelle. Uh, yeah, and I also wanted to know about the cost. So I understand that the cost of the setup uh, this new commission will be borne by government. But what about the ongoing costs? Is there going to be a cost share? And what's the arrangement? So the uh, the cost of setting up the office of the commission and the commissioner, um, as well as ongoing costs, will be borne by my, my department, uh, which sits separately from the dollars that uh, school boards and school authorities get to run uh, operationally. And as you know, 98% of all uh, education dollars go directly to school authorities. Um, I have 1% that is left within my department, and that will be allocated towards setting up the whole process and running it um, in, in the near foreseeable future. Thank you, Michelle. Operator, could you please put through our next caller? Lauren Heinz, Okotoks. Hi, thanks for taking my question. Um, you mentioned that there's, uh, you know, some expansion of reporting duties when it comes to key stakeholders. I know there is you know, already uh, expectation for mandated reporting uh, from teachers and school staff. So is it, uh, does this reporting responsibility extend under this new, uh, this new legislation? Yes, every adult has a duty to report under the Child, Youth, and, and um, Family Enhancement Act um, if there's a, a case of uh, child abuse um, or suspected child abuse. Um, this really just legislates that uh, associations, including the College of Alberta School Superintendents, every employer, the Alberta Teachers Association, that that extends to them as well. I was quite... Um, Disturbed to hear that in December, the Alberta Teachers Association felt that that did not fall within their purview to do. And, and so this clearly um, in legislation will state that everyone has a duty to report to law enforcement when there is one of these tragic circumstances. And go ahead with your follow-up, Lauren. Yeah. Um, so I think it's fair to say the uh, relationship between teachers, specifically the uh, ATA and the government, has been uh, somewhat fractured by this process. How would you say you're committed or working toward uh, establishing um, in a better relationship with the teachers in Alberta? Do you know what? I, I, I believe we have a great relationship with the teachers in Alberta. Um, the union will do what the union does. Um, and, uh, you know, the, but I've had many teachers come and, and speak to me personally and say, you know what, this is so needed. This is something that I wanted to see happen for a long time in my profession. Um, so I, I constantly reach out to uh, 
to teachers individually and, um, you know, as far as the association goes, we continued to engage with them. Uh, we did engage on this legislation. And from the very beginning when I took office, um, I had indicated as I started to see the first uh, first uh, cases cross my desk and, and they're heartbreaking, like they're heartbreaking. They're hard to read. I can't tell you the number of times I sat there and literally cried reading these cases. They're horrific and they damage our children and our students and that can no longer happen. And it, it, it was at the very beginning of my ministry in, as Minister of Education that I spoke to the Alberta Teachers Association, to their executives saying, we need to change this. This cannot continue. And I'm very proud that uh, I am able to be the person, the, the minister, to bring forward the changes that are so desperately needed. And we have time for one more question from the phone lines. Operator, could you please put through the last caller? Catherine Grigowski, Alberta Today. Yeah, I have, a, I have another question on duty to report. It's um, also expanding to any employment action that includes non-teaching duties and non-leadership dues. Can you explain what the need is for, for that expansion? Can you expand on your question? I'm not, I'm not okay, understanding so, your question. Yeah, so for example, um, it, it says that any employment action, such as non-teaching duties and non-leadership duties, are now um, going to, you have to report that to the registrar for any contact, um, for any conduct Questions. So, what exactly are you looking to expound there? So, I, I believe um, what you're referring to is is the need for um, any case of abuse to be reported um, or any complaint to go through to the registrar. Um, a teacher is a teacher, 24/7. Just as I'm Minister of Education, 24/7. Um, and um, as we had indicated earlier, under the Child and Youth um, and Family Enhancement Act, there's always a duty to report um, uh, inappropriate behaviour. Um, to the to the proper law enforcement and subsequently to follow through with uh, with some sort of disciplinary action when warranted. And go ahead with your follow up. Yeah, so I want to follow up on on Michelle and Shalane's question about timelines. So I I understand at the beginning of the process there's that 30 day timeline, but am I understanding correctly? There's no timeline for how long a hearing can go on because they vary in complexity, so there's no legislated timeline for the hearing, or am I understanding that wrong? Well, there would be the commissioner um, obviously making a determination, sending it on to investigation. If the investigation then uh, shows that there is a hearing required, the commissioner would set up the hearing um, and then it would move through that process. We certainly want that expedited and having a very clear line of sight, um, uh, ensuring that the commissioner obviously ha is, is going to be reporting on an annual basis at the status of all of those investigations and those hearings. Um, that we anticipate that it will be able to move forward quickly. Thank you. That concludes our news conference for today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, everyone.